Welcome to your weekly sober analysis of past and present leadership failures and successes, all taken direct from the headlines and all in under 10 minutes. I'm your host, Hassan Sorrells, and welcome to Leader Buzz. Which came first, the human beings running for government or the government itself? This is the chicken and egg postulation that has been around since the time of the ancient Greeks, at least in the West. From their time to about the 15th century, there was a factual acceptance of the limits of human nature and the tragic nature of human decision-making in society from cradle to the grave. That led to fatalism, a surrender to the material world, and endless bloody warfare for sure, but it was a clear-eyed and unsanctimonious examination of actual lived reality. And then gradually, almost imperceptibly, first the theologians and then the philosophers turned an intellectual corner and decided they were going to will into existence a new man. Such attempts were met initially with resistance, reformation, and renaissance from the vox populi, who would continue to be victimized by many of these schemes on down to the present day. This continued in the West with fits and starts until the humanists and the children of the 17th century enlightenment came along. They were going to create new governments among men because after all, the masses of people were merely blank slates tabula rasa, and governments instituted among such men were corrupted by society and broad social forces. That effort to create new governments among men ground out ignominiously right around the middle of the 19th century, wrecked on the shoals of the French Revolution and monarchical decline. In the 20th century, the scientific rationalist progressive socialists followed hot on the heels of the enlightened humanists. Freed of all religious and humanist superstitions, they were going to create, through the applied insights of evolutionary science, not only a new man and new governments, but also brand new societies, generated from the ground up by creating and manipulating social institutions, education of the young, and even by owning the means of production, of entertainment, and of course, economies. Like Lilliputians binding down Gulliver, they are going to force the masses towards what was good for them that the masses couldn't see was good for themselves. The practical horrors of those efforts, though, were made manifest through the results of communism, Maoism, fascism, and socialism. Now, almost a quarter of the way into the 21st century, the technologists, in deadly combination with the scientific rationalist progressives, are promising all of us masses out here that finally, at long last, they and they alone are at the cusp of creating a new man. A person who will be constructed from a technological combination of genetic and sexual and gender manipulation, psychological fine-tuning, data-driven social norming, and technological surveillance behavioral tracking. And thus, the technologists tell us this new man and if I'm having gendered language here, forgive me, this new person 
will, by proxy, attitudes, choices, and behaviors generate a brand new society with brand new governments and new social institutions, not only in one benighted nation, but astride the globe, flattening all nations. And they will fail as well, sometime within this century. I am dead sure of it. And they will probably fail more spectacularly with longer range, more deleterious consequences than those who came before them, merely demonstrating the power and reach of the postmodern scientific rational technologist over all the pur other purveyors of the new man creation that have come before him, rather than such damage being an indication of some greater level of blind hubris or overweening arrogance. Fortunately for all us masses out here watching this slack-jawed, and mouth agape, there is no new hubris or new arrogance under our shared sun. The endless fatal flaw with all of these schemes, from those based in philosophy to those based in technology that have arisen over the last mm, 600 to 700 years in the West, is the blindness on the part of the schemers to the fact that human nature is fallen and remains so from before the cradle to beyond the grave, and that it is outside the power of utopian ideals, societal restructuring, or even technological manipulation to change any of that. The power to change people is located not in human hands, human minds, or human forces, no matter how totalitarian they seek to be. But instead, such power is located firmly in the hands of transcendent forces that human hands, minds, and emotions, in a Tower of Babel-like fashion, seek to endlessly and innovatively handcuff and control. The question of who came first, the human beings running for government or the government itself, isn't the question the schemers actually have to answer. The question the schemers have to wrestle with the one they keep trying to avoid, the one they must answer is, which came first, us or God? Once they answer that question, and actually once they understand that question, then the nature of human tragedy, the impossibility of understanding other human beings fully, and the intractability of certain problems becomes easier to live with in our fallen and corrupt world. But, if you don't hold to the premise of the question to begin with, then you're already three-quarters of the way down the road as a leader, fully asleep to reality and chasing utopian dreams through a cul-de-sac of your own intellectual arrogance and overweening hubris.